Dominique Dom Brightman is a distinguished Toastmaster. Uh, John Maxwell, leadership certified coach, speaker, and trainer from Baltimore, Maryland. And he empowers and equips others to share their stories. Because of his love for books, Dom has written and published Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself, the follow-up bestseller, Stay the Course, The Elite Performer's Seven Secret Keys to Sustainable Success, and he's a contributing author for the best-selling book, Crappy to Happy, Scared Stories of Transformational Joy. You can find his work anywhere books are sold and you will see how you too can become a better you. As the host of Going North Podcast, Dom interviews a variety of authors around the world to inspire listeners to publish their books for their own and overcome obstacles that each of us face today. Because of his podcast, Dom was named one of the top 10 self-help podcasters in the world alongside Brendan Michard, Gretchen Rubin, Lewis Howes, and Steve Olsher for three years in a row. When it comes to humor, information, and inspiration, Dominique will deliver massive value to your audience. So reach out to him to learn how you can unlock a higher level of self-worth through book writing, leadership training, and podcasting. So without further ado, let's interview Dominique Brightman. I'm Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life. A life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. It's my hope to inspire you to begin creating a new narrative, revolutionizing the way we live, and creating a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Kirby Ingalls, and I'm here with Dominique, we'll call him Dom uh, Brightman. Uh, he is. Uh, keen to me because and the reason why i asked him on the show today is because he's a toastmaster and i also noticed that he was a uh certified self-leadership expert uh trained by john maxwell uh, a company and also uh he has also written several books and i've re read one of those as well uh and i read uh stay the course the elite performers the seven secrets key or the seven keys secret keys to sustainable success that's a tongue twister dom so why don't you <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself to us and uh we'll get started man my man kirby thanks a bunch for having me on your show man and kudos to you for trying to recite that title because <laughs> funny backstory about that book title written actually better yet it was an audiobook listen to one of joe vitale's books inspired marketing and you mentioned that one of the biggest words to make a book a bestseller is to put the word secret in there. Even though there's no secrets in the book because you can probably find it all on Google yeah. and listen to my podcast, folks are still intrigued by secret. That's why 
2006, there was a movie called The Secret, which was just a law of attraction. And I'm like, all right, let me just follow that advice because I gave it to someone else. And what's the point of giving advice if you don't follow it yourself? So that's why the title is so darn long for State of yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you're, and you're so right. Um, you know, The Secret, and everybody wants to know the secret to this, the secret to that. But really, um, there's nothing new under the sun, right? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah man like especially nowadays like where authenticity is what what i consider a buzzword as you hear it almost everywhere nowadays it's like mm-hmm. there's really no secrets yeah. out there folks wanted to be transparent vulnerable folks want to uncover some past history and see if it'll be applicable to the present some want to rewrite history <laughs> which yeah. i'm not a fan of depending on what part of history want to rewrite the truth like leave that as it is if it was false well yeah let's rectify that <laughs> yeah no no kidding no kidding you're right authenticity is one of those buzz- buzzwords i uh you know like it was about 10 years ago synergy was the one <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, it was. <laughs> so everybody was using the word synergy. Everybody had synergy in their resume or on their LinkedIn or something like that. So, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Introduce you, how you bring value to the show today, and you know, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, my pleasure. Days so true success. That's what I'm talking about. And days. So for those who don't know, name's Dominic Dom Brightman, as the great kind. Kirby mentioned, and I'm a certified self-leadership trainer with the John Maxwell team, and my life motto is advance others to advance yourself, and that life motto is a motto of mine because of all the wonderful people I've had in my life that have encouraged me to get to where I currently am. I had two wonderful parents who raised me up with some spiritual foundations. My dad, he was a praying man, and he was also a veteran who served in World War II, as well as in the Korean War, 82nd Airborne Division paratrooper, two combat jumps. And he basically lived his life on service with multiple jobs, even helping out the church up into his 80s, no less. Mm. And my mom, she was always about really helping me to be the best communicator that I can be because she grew up with a Southern accent, coming from South Carolina, of course. And she hated getting the flack for it while she was working when during her working days. So she made sure I didn't have that either. But she might be a little disappointed hearing some of my podcast interviews when I've sometimes jokingly <laughs> let Southern come out of my mouth just for laughs and giggles. And really just... Those two, the mentors I've had, and of course, living and dead, because the best mentors are the ones that give you the advice that you can implement. And one of the biggest advice I've implemented in my life is to go out, not only be the best that I can be, but also help others too. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, no, and that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing your introduction with me um, and with the audience as well. Some of this stuff I learned about you while I was reading you know, the book earlier and uh i actually listened to an audible on my walk this morning so uh you know you put it on times two and uh you can take a 30 minute walk you can you can knock it out and you know you had a lot of great quotes a lot of great books in there a lot of great references um and so i thought that was you know i thought all that was interesting because you started talking about your family and your faith and your your, you also mentioned that your father was a veteran so and i also wanted to mention that since you brought it up you know, we're recording this just a few days after Veterans Day. So I want to thank you and your family and your father for their service, uh, because I know it's a team event. It is not just one single person's, you know, service. And so, uh, and World War II, what a, what a war to, uh, you know, oh, to yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you've had some, some good, interesting stories you could tell us being, you know, brought up and raised, you know, uh, 
you know, by your family. So <laughs> what was that like? You know, so, so, I mean, no, you kind of hit the high level stuff, but what was that like growing up for you? I mean, where was that at? What was that like? You know, what, what do you remember? What, what's the high points? Man, the high points, like the thing was funny enough, like when I came around, my parents are basically senior citizens, like in their freaking fifties. And my dad was done with his time in the service. But when he got around other guys who were in service, like <laughs> the gentle spirit, the father who would go have sometimes a stern personality around the son to make sure he doesn't do nothing stupid would break out and have the whole freaking group of guys laugh and share stories and whatnot. Yeah. So I <laughs> kind of got that from him, but mostly it, pretty much calmed down for the most part growing up to be honest because um since they were in the 50s they settled down in maryland because my dad did all of his traveling in his 20s and 30s because he wanted to serve the country and when he met my mom he settled down just a bit <laughs> just a bit he still liked to get out and be about i mean hey if a true man is a man of action yeah. so he can't really stay down for too long heck even in retirement he was blessed enough to live about a good 27 years after being mm. retired and he volunteered in the church so really a lot of my time growing up was really just mm. being in school playing with friends going to church on sundays occasional plays and rehearsals and things like that on tuesdays and keep myself a bit in the books even though mm. <laughs> i was a c student so <laughs> especially in private school where they make sure they beat it into you that you have to be good at taking tests because <laughs> i got my butt ate it to me yeah. quite a few times no, no. especially in english <laughs> yeah <laughs> well for sure yeah that wasn't my favorite topic either so yeah so tell me you know you know what we, we, you know you what you think your life was going to be like you know when you got older because you know i i i've been at you know i was in the military for 25 years you know and my father was in the military and my grandfather's in the military and so that was kind of like the family business right you know and we could trace our roots all the way back to the beginning of this country so you know it was kind of like this is something you have to do and i ended up staying the whole time the only person that stayed to retire in my family um which i don't know why i did it any differently than anyone else but you know you know a lot of you know, children from the military may go that route or they may not. And then you also talked about being in the church. And so sometimes it's like our paths are predetermined for us based off of what our parents are involved in. And so what did you think, you know, as you were, you were growing older before you became, you know, a John Maxwell speaker, um, you know, an author and a podcaster yourself, you know, before all that happened, what were you shooting for? Funny enough, I had an idea, but didn't have an idea. Because funny enough, when I grew up, I thought I was just going to be a computer repairing preacher. <laughs> That's what I really thought I was going to be. Because growing up in the church, and funny enough, my grandfather was actually a minister, but he just uh, died a little too soon mm -hmm. off of um, on his day job when he was actually being a trash man. And mm -hmm. he actually died early, but he was actually a minister. So folks are thinking oh. I was going to be a minister, especially in my teenage years when went to that private school, which also was a Christian school to really beat the Bible into me because Bible classes were a requirement yeah. there. And folks like, oh yeah, you're probably going to be a preacher. He's going to be a great preacher. And then out of nowhere, out of <laughs> when I got a couple years into college, I realized, well, this IT stuff, I mean, I'm getting it a bit, but I don't think I'll turn out so well with all this. And then I went for a certification and I was a hundred points off and I'm 
I could either go back and try it again or see if I need to switch majors because I got my associate's degree, then got the certificate, went for the certification, but was just shy of getting that certification. But then I got promoted full time in librarianship as a day job. And I'm like, wow, like that definitely wasn't even in my radar. So now I'm kind of in this place where still doing that as a day job because, you know, still got to pay the magical bills, but mm-hmm. also the fact that in a way, nothing against pastors or ministers or preachers. I'm all for them. I respect them because especially mm-hmm. the traditional pastors where they don't get paid too much is the fact that, that you're taking care of God's people. And that's mm-hmm. a tall order, especially yeah. when the fire will be hot for you. If people draw straight, you teach them the wrong way is the fact that sometimes a bigger reach is outside of the four walls of a traditional church. So yeah. that's kind of <laughs> a long answer to your question. Yeah, no, I hear you. See it. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. And I respect that. I And I appreciate you, your honesty about that, you know, and now instead of, you know, people sitting in the pews listening to you, they're on the airwaves. So you really kind of came to fruition, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts and leave a rating and review. See you on our next episode. Yeah, you talk a little bit about your father and your parents and stuff, you know, in your book. You know, what's what's one of those lessons that when you were growing up that you learned um, that still sticks with you today? You know, maybe one of those favorite lessons that you could share with us today. Ah, one word, focus. Definitely. That's probably one of the major things, like especially in grade school with my mom when she would help me out with my homework and mm-hmm. in the class, sometimes I'd be daydreaming and sometimes I look like I'm daydreaming, but the teacher would be like, what's the answer to this question? I'm like, oh, it's this. So what's three times three? It's actually nine. Oh, oh, you're actually paying attention. All right, cool. Let's keep going then. And the thing was, the teachers kept on complaining to my parents that <laughs> I was kind of giving them the poker face after class. Because <laughs> it did look like I was paying attention. Oh, no. So I was like, focus. Just focus, even though, in, in honesty, I was focusing. But, you know, sometimes, you know, just be so deep in thought, multiple thoughts running through my head. Hence the last name, Brightman. I mean, you can't be having that name without being some kind of bright. So there's going to be more than one thought. And heck, even a lot of people have multiple thoughts running through their head through their entire life. And that was probably the major thing is the focus because if you can focus just long enough and then add some discipline mm-hmm. on top of that, you can just about accomplish anything, especially with you, my man Kirby, like yeah. being in the military and finishing and retiring, being the first yeah. one in your family. Like that shows a high level of discipline and focus and commitment. No, I appreciate that. And uh, I would say the same thing goes for you. I mean, you're an author of three books. So, and that, so, you know, I was kind of curious about that. Um, you know, one of the things you talked about was book casting. I want to kind of get to that because I think that's an interesting word. Uh, and I did not know what it was until I began to look into a little bit more. But how did you get into this line of work? You know, I know you'd said, you know, you talked about the computer science piece and, you know, uh, you're an author. Uh, and after you became an author, you became a podcaster, as well as a Toastmaster, John Maxwell. So you're out there speaking to audiences. Um, how did how did you get into all this? And w- what's that like? Uh, there's a classic saying that your gift will make room for you. 
And to add to it, your gift will make room for you, but once you're in the room, make sure you actually contribute, because the first rule of success is showing up. The other part of that rule, you contribute. So you got to contribute your time, your talent, and your treasure to where you want to go, because what you put into the world is what you get out of it. It's kind of like the law of compensation, especially divine compensation. Even though you may work for years at a certain job and you may not get the certain accolades and respect you think you truly deserve out there in the universe, you're still going to be respected and it'll come back to you down the road. So that's really kind of what led to where I am today because, funny enough, I went for a job promotion, I think it was back in 20... Yeah, 2015, yeah, 2015, where I was part-time, and then I was gunning for management, and then I originally didn't get the manager position, but they still promoted me to a full-time position, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into campaign mode for a whole year, I'll master everything I need here, and they move up in the ranks, and then went for the job promotion, even hired a life coach, too, on top of that, and went for it, and didn't get the job, and after that, I'm like, wow, I guess I need to do something different here, but like talking with that coach and really just expanding my mind because that's the one of the major things is that we need really we really need each other we're better together yeah. for a reason because he helped me to realize that i was thinking too small like why manage a library when you can own one and i'm like okay well that's freaking cool yeah. so when he told me that i'm like all right so what's the good way to best have a library of my own like you know what a lot of librarians, they're freaking awesome. They love books, but not many write them. And lo, lo and behold, my life coach was an author, a millennial author himself, too. And when I saw that he was basically writing of the same things I was reading about and I was documenting my journey and I got challenged to write a book, I'm like, well, shoot, let me do that. Published my first book shortly after that in 2016. And then a year later, started my podcast, Going North. And hence my life model mentioned at the beginning, advance others to advance yourself. It's more fun to bring people along the journey because mm -hmm. I can ramble on a mic, but that ain't going to do me much good. But I can invite other people to share their stories, their expertise, give them a platform to share their stories. And in a way, get to be a little greedy because they get to learn from them as they might learn from me. And we can even build relationships that way. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool because you've done this, you know, well, before the age of, what, 23? Yeah, the book, that was a 23, then the podcast, wow, that was before 25, so yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, you're you're already, you're, <laughs> you're already making some moves, I mean, at, at a very early age. So with that, um, how did you develop kind of that rock-solid, positive mental attitude to be able to kind of do this? Because I know, I know that had to be a part of that process. Oh, yeah, you could definitely say that again. You can definitely say that again, man, like developing it. One of the major things that my life coach recommended me to do and something that a lot of speakers do is that they have to develop their foundation of expertise, their knowledge and information. So he recommended me to read at least 300 books. Yeah. Well, I was already halfway there when he mentioned it because I was in a library reading a bunch of books already and was ignited by John Maxwell's books and a bunch of others. So reading a bunch of books helped me out with that. And through reading books and then Getting into the moment within myself, I developed this method called the rave method. So if anyone's listening still, this is a pen moment for you. It's R-A-V-E. So the R stands for reading. Reading great material. Not only my books, but Kirby's future books as well. The A stands for audio immersion. Listening to this podcast, you're doing great already. Then the V, 
visual stimulation, our eyes can capture millions and millions of images in milliseconds compared to what we can capture from just listening to things as opposed to just moving with action. So visual stimulation. And then the E stands for encouragement, encouraging yourself and other people. Because if you are living and breathing, you need encouragement and other people need it too. And these times are times where a lot of people are going to need encouragement. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I, I love that rave, R-E-V-E. That's, um, and, and thanks for throwing me in there as well. I appreciate that too. Uh, you know, you're, you're putting the pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> My friend was asking me about it the other day and I was just like, you know, I know, I know, I know. Let's get around. <laughs> so, but, uh, and I, and there's enough material already out there for me to do it. I just have to organize and compile it. So, you know, we've already done it. We've all done it. You know, we all have a story and, uh, it's just sitting down and making the time for it you know, and prioritizing. And like you said earlier, focus. So tell me, like, you talked about this found building this foundation, you know, and you had this life coach and you were developing this, you know, being a Toastmaster, I know, you know, a fellow Toastmaster as well. Um, I know what that's like, you know, and to have those practice and repetitions, but you know, for most of us, we're either used to the two minute table talk, which is just an extemporaneous speaking, or um, a five to seven minute speech. And so you don't get a lot of time. And you talk about building that foundation. And, and for a speaker, maybe up on stage for 30, 45, you know, 50 minutes, you know, doing a presentation. What are some of the keys in order to be that elite performer? I know you said they said, told you to read 300 books and build that knowledge. But, we'll, you know, what else is there? Yep, sure thing. So um, one, another thing is time awareness. So it's kind of, Another heck of another acronym. I guess I get to drop both acronyms today. If especially if you got any listeners named Mitch, they're gonna love this one. So <laughs> M-I-T-C-H. So the M stands for mental awareness, being aware of your mindset. The I stands for influence awareness. This even borrows from the A and the V and the Rave method with audio and visual stimulation, because what you take in on the daily is what's gonna come out of you on the daily eventually too. Then the T, time awareness, like I mentioned earlier, being aware of your time and being aware of your attention goes because time management is a fallacy because every single person on earth has the same amount of time. We just do different things with it. Then the C is for connection awareness. Like Kirby and I, we connected before today's conversation and we're both fellow Toastmasters. We both have military family members. We're both about inspiring other people to be their best. Like connecting with other people and being aware of who you're connecting with. And the H is for habit awareness, being aware of the habits that you have on the daily. Are there habits to help you build your future or are they habits that is going to make your future less bright than you would like it to be? So with your mentioning of the whole Toastmasters thing, the whole two minute table topics of the five to seven minute speech, like I had to learn how to really go for a long periods of time while still being entertaining in the process because my first ever keynote that I got paid for I was given about 40 to 60 minutes and I only went for 20 <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah because it was interesting because um I, I practiced the speech so many times in a five to seven minute setting where it was like okay I guess I'll just expound a bit here and there and I only had a certain amount of time and the thing is even though I can be a great storyteller, I sometimes try to hit so many people with so many one-liners that can be a default, hence habit oh. awareness and time awareness working together. 
So taking lots of your content, building it up, and chaining it together. Because I'm pretty sure you've heard this before. Icebreaker speeches are basically three table topics. (laughs) So if you got 30 minutes of a keynote, well, that's about four speeches out of the classic competent communicator manual if you went up to seven minutes. So taking those speeches, building up that content, and finding a way of linking them together helped me to get to that point. To now where it's like I still have to remember when I'm giving prepared speeches to actually shorten my content now because I'm used to talking long form for so long that I get the red light more times than not. And that's probably another reason why I'm not a fan of the World Championship of Public Speaking right now because that's five to seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and going over time is one of the worst things ever. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear you. I hear you. I have, I've had people, you know, encourage me as well. And I'm just like, hey, you know, it's hard for me to condense a message into that amount of time and still have the impact. And I still haven't figured out how to do that. It is very, very difficult. So not that Toastmasters is difficult, but, you know, it's trying to condense a big, powerful message down into that takes some talent. And that's why those guys are on that stage. So mm-hmm. uh, and they're entertaining while they do it as well. Um, I never thought of myself an entertainer, more of a passionate guy. But, you know, hey. So let me ask you this. Right. So from what I gathered from your book when I was listening to it, you developed your podcast uh, after you wrote that book and in this idea called book casting, you know, and, and there's this, this topic I, I would hope that you could discuss about why authors with, with published books should, should start a podcast. So can you kind of talk on that a little bit? Of course, that's a powerful question that I don't get asked a lot, surprisingly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe this only... book casting was unfamiliar <laughs> to me. And I was like, what is this book casting thing? So I have to check it out, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause I think only maybe three other podcasters may have asked me that question before, which surprised me. But um, mm-hmm. the reason why every published author should have a podcast is because your book isn't the end all be all. It's only the beginning because the thing is, especially nowadays, a book usually is the start of letting a hundred flowers blossom because a book can become multiple products. Like a book got me into more doors to speak more and to serve more. Like there's multiple ways that your book can be used. So you can make it an audio book. You can also make it an ebook. You can also take different chapter titles and make them seminar titles or speech titles or workshop titles. And then of course the podcasting piece, another way of, not only continuing the conversation like with me, I write nonfiction and probably 95 to 98% of what I read is nonfiction. And the thing is, the thing about a book when it's somewhat one and done, even though it can release multiple editions after it, as you grow and get better over time, there may be some things you want to change down the road. Like with my first ever book going north in the first chapter, I mentioned that the most efficient way to advance yourself is by reading three particular books in one particular subject and then taking action from that book, focused action from those books and add it to your life and documenting your progress. Even though it's a great thing to do, books are slower than podcasts. And that's why another reason why published authors should start podcasts because if you take content from your book, bits and pieces, at audio form, you get to reach new audiences. And if you decide to keep it up, a few years down the road, if folks hear your podcast and they realize, oh, you're an author, oh, you got these multiple products that you're offering, then that'll lead them back to your book and your other offerings. And plus, especially with audiobooks too, 
you'll get to reach more people and you'll be more accessible. Heck, even I had one particular lady on my podcast, I believe E.J. Moran, she wrote a mystery novel, and she mentioned that she was at a book signing, and when she was selling her book, a couple walked up to her, but the thing was, the wife could see, but the, her husband was blind. And she was lucky that she had an audiobook as an offering, so that way both her and her husband can read and catch up on the book together. So that's another reason why authors would publish books to that podcast to be more accessible to more people to have another possible stream of income too because that's the thing like now great i'm not the expert on this but just saying you'll have you'll reach a lot more people that way in multiple ways you know the next thing i really want to talk about is you know where uh your podcast going north so in that book i mentioned earlier that you had mentioned that you that the podcast was developed from that from that book right and you kind of that was an extension of the book per se why why did you do that and 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 how did you start your podcast so sure thing so (laughs) going north first ever book published october 2016 after being dared to write it about a almost a year ago about 11 months before i made the deadline of getting it done within a year at that same time, I was the caregiver for my dying mm. father. He actually had Alzheimer's, and mm. he was near the end because that Christmas that year, after he came back home from the nursing home for a couple hours to celebrate with his family Christmas, mm-hmm. he had a mm. bad fall later that night, Christmas night that night, and we had to take him to the hospital because he fell and cracked four of his ribs, and mm. his lung collapsed. Three months later, March 2017, he passed away. Then three months later, after still going through some grief and being called in with my boss with my day job, it was she pointed out where I was still messing up in certain areas because the thing is, when you have a positive mental attitude that's rock solid and develop it over time, there's the small weakness within it. And that weakness is that you can let yourself see the world as a garden full of roses. And you're like, oh, everything's fine. I can always adjust from this. That's the one weakness of it. And I wasn't aware, fully aware of it at the time. And when she brought that up to me, I was like, oh, crap. I guess I got to change here. So hence another reason why we're better together. So I realized, oh, okay, well, need to get back to the daily performance of the work and get back to publishing and mark, not publishing, but marketing my book. And I'm like, oh, podcast, yeah. Because funny enough, I originally wanted to start my podcast before my book. So lo and behold, I'm like, all right, let me pick up a podcast. And I was going to call it the Mr. Music and Read Show, where I do book reviews and talk with random independent music artists to give them a platform. And then it later evolved because I had a conversation with a friend of mine where she was like, hey, going north is kind of your brand. Because before the book was out, you would say you're going north, and people would ask you, how's it going? So why don't you call it the Going North Podcast? And I'm mm. like, oh, well, I guess I'm here then. So named it the Going North Podcast. A buddy of mine, fellow Toastmaster, no less too, connected me with a bunch of other authors across the country, which helped me to get at least a good 15 different contacts to have a nice keg of content to release on launch day. And funny enough... <laughs> The story gets even better but worse at the same time because <laughs> of my original launch date i had this big plan called 50 days of inspiration where on day 50 
<laughs> the podcast is going to launch. Day four, <laughs> day 47. The, well, the thing was, like, every day, a different inspirational quote would come up. 50 days of inspiration. Day 50, <laughs> inspirational podcast. Well, I forgot to get the whole 50 images done because I didn't know that Canva existed. And I had someone else do the images for me. So day 47, there was no images. Day 50, there was no podcast. And then a couple weeks later, I was able to launch because I figured out what that could RSS feed was and was able to launch with what I had. So really, that's how it really started was recorded the episodes beforehand and edited, edited mm-hmm. each episode the best I could. I actually even had to outsource the first episode because if you go back and hear it now, the audio quality isn't the best, but it was worse before it even got to the cutting floor. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I totally get it. It is a journey, you know, and there's a lot of challenges and mistakes, you know, that happen along the way. And you just, you know, you pull up your bootstraps and you just get it done. I, uh, I do really appreciate, you know, you telling the story of your father and being a caregiver. So one of the things that I had the pleasure of doing for a few years is uh, I worked with Rosalind Carter Institute of Caregivers, and that's how I got my start into coaching uh, as being a volunteer for that organization. I got a little stipend on the side, you know, for incidental expenses and stuff, but basically came along, um, you know, uh, veteran spouses who were caring for someone that had come back from the war and there was something about their day. They weren't completely incapacitated or couldn't take care of themselves, but there was just something a part of their day that just needed help with. Um, and a lot of these folks had jobs, you know, and they're raising young families. And so I understand, you know, being younger, you know, and having to take care of someone, you know, it, it's a challenge. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, had a lot of stressors and, and I commend you for doing that. Uh, it, it's probably a difficult thing, especially through the holidays and, and going through that time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a bunch, man. No, <laughs> it was uh, you, rough. <laughs> yeah. You have my respects, man. So, you know, with that being said, you know, kind of shift a little bit here, you know, you're, I'm assuming you're a millennial. We didn't talk about how old we are, but you know, I, I think you mentioned it earlier being a millennial author. So millennials are almost, they're about ready to turn 40 right now. So and they're they're kind of in that that mid-career field right now, right? You know, there are some out there that are running companies right now, but most of them are probably in that mid-career field. You know, they're middle managers, managers, directors, maybe VPs, um, somewhere in there. What are three skills that they need to develop for mastery? Because I know when I re- listened to your book, you talked about this, this thing called mastery. And I really loved how you laid that out. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. Because, yeah, man, like the three major skills. Mm. Definitely. So communication, definitely the first skill. And the thing is, when I say communication, there's it's like a branch. It's like a giant tree branch because there's so many facets to it. Mm-hmm. Communication, so that includes public speaking, business communication with emails, so how to send a proper email. Like, there, not everybody's going to appreciate emojis in an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't say TTYL, even yeah. though I'm pretty sure that's not even still relevant now. Funny yeah. Enough. yeah, right. <laughs> that's hilarious. I have no idea what half the emojis mean anyway, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, okay, it's a smiley face. I guess I'll put a smiley face. I guess that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, communication, definitely the first skill. Definitely. Follow-up skill, 
would be financial literacy because they don't mm. teach that in school. Heck, even in mm-hmm. heck, even in private school. Well, the closest I got to that was consumer math when I was in twelfth grade, and that wasn't really much help to begin with because it was like, yeah. oh, okay, taxes. All right, okay, that's that's good. I could use that. I don't want the IRS to come out my closet and chase me around my room. Like, all right, <laughs> 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 the third and final one. <laughs> is uh, building relationships with high-value people, especially high-value people. And the thing is, let me preface that by saying every single person on Earth alive right now is valuable. The thing is, some folks have a higher amount of value in terms of folks that they may be not only quote-unquote celebrities, but folks who actually truly help people at a higher level where you have to try to fight to get on their calendar. So if you can somehow get their attention too, and they can help give you a lift up, especially... Nowadays, where relationships are how fast we're really going to move through life, then that'll help you to really advance. So mm-hmm. communication skills and everything that involves a communication, like even body language, financial literacy, and of course, building relationships, especially with high value people. Very cool. You know, in your book, you, you, you have a lot of acronyms. You even mentioned quite a few already today. Um, you know, there's the like the seven E's of leadership, the five C's of explosive growth. And you just, I mean, you, the way you've laid it out, it's like you've taken lessons, you know, from those 300 books and you have, you know, kind of put them in your own, um, your own code, right. Your own, what we might call codex vitae or your own scripture or, or some sort. Right. And you just like almost like rules to live by. If I'm not trying to steal uh, what's his name's uh, title, but you know the twelve rules to live by, uh, Peterson. Um, oh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah I'm not trying to steal his thing, right? <laughs> you know, but it, it kind of reminds me a little. You know, a little, you have these really memorable things that you know it's easy to remember, and I really love that. And I was never that great at it. I think the only one that I can remember for the most part is. Um, pace and it's actually a p c e and that's for facilitation it's ask pause call evaluate but i say mm. pace because it reminds me to pace myself through facilitation and not rush and so that's what ask pause call evaluate is, is you're just pacing yourself uh, but you know that being that said you know and being on the the, the the you know the speaking platform and how does a, a person who feels like they're an introvert, you know, how, how do they become more confident? And, you know, and that being said, you know, what are some of the habits that we can begin to develop? Yeah, sure thing. Positive. Great question right there. Indeed. Yeah. So for those introverts out there, heck, even something I need to remind myself is the fact that introvert doesn't always mean shy too. after. Right. Remember that part, because mm-hmm. it's like the thing is like with introversion, and extroversion, like introverts, we recharge by being alone. Extroverts, they recharge by being around more people. So like early stage of the pandemic where folks were locked down with metaphorical ankle bracelets yeah yeah (laughs) like the i'm sure the extroverts like oh god where's the people his virtual stuff isn't working (laughs) that's what the introverts like all right sweet i love this but at the same time it's like i I want this to be where i have the option to blow people off for real where it's like oh like, ah, the excuse is like, oh, we're guess we're all home now. But yeah, so if, if you want to really branch out, the thing is just tap into that introvert ability and focus on coming from a place of service. Because mm-hmm. that's really what helped me. Like one of the best questions you can ask somebody in any networking situation is what's been going on good for you lately. 
after you get their name and everything and find out what they do because it gets them in that positive state of mind of like, man, so what has been going for me lately? Mm -hmm. And if they can focus on the good, then you can follow up with what can I help you out with or is there anyone I can link you up with? And if you know somebody they can link up with, like with me, I'm always looking for authors because the growth goal for my show is interview over a thousand authors, but not all at once though, because some people try to flood me with people. Like, no, like I don't want to do it tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get that part right. Yeah. But just uh, networking with people. And as for habits, uh, one of them is preparing to have the best day ever by preparing the night before. So asking mm -hmm. yourself powerful questions. Like, what good will I do today? Like, focusing on sharing a kind word with mm -hmm. somebody, calling somebody, having talked to in a while, just giving some random people, like, donating to a good charity, a good cause, donating your time to homeless shelters and things like that. Now that things are opening back up and we're getting to a semblance of what was before, because mm -hmm. I'm sure there's no real normal out there anymore, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's ever a norm. <laughs> every day right every day is a new normal so yeah. <laughs> you can say that again <laughs> so yeah man those are just a few things asking yourself yeah. powerful questions coming from a place of service and always focusing on trying to get one percent better at something whether that's getting another push-up in another sit-up in especially yeah. when the COVID-19 wasn't always the virus it was the weight the folks gained so you know yeah. Well, you talked about that in your book too. Um, you talked about an exercise routine and you also mentioned, you know, what you were like before. And so you would, you know, made, made a comment or a joke about, you know, what previous was before. So, uh, but I, you know, it's hilarious. You'll have to read the book or listen to the book because listening to you versus reading it is so much better. And I, I really do. I, I thought you, you did a, a great job with that. Um, you know, there was something that you, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, there was, there's something that you mentioned earlier, right. About being introverted and, uh, extroverted. And it doesn't mean like you're a social butterfly or, you know, somebody that likes to, you know, uh, it's, you mentioned that, you know, that's how we recharge. And I also noticed that about myself. Right. And so I know, and, I, and I've had conversations with folks about this too. You know, I've taken the Myers-Briggs and I'm kind of like on the border, right? And so I can play in both fields. But I will tell you, I love being, you know, in my home office working and I can get like four or five hours worth of work done, getting into a flow and I'm great, right? But then every once in a while, I got to poke my head up, you know, out of the hole <laughs> and have some social interaction. Uh, and I, you know, a friend of mine, we've been talking a little bit about this too. Uh, when we go to conferences, like by the day too, we're completely exhausted by four o'clock. I mean, like literally exhausted because we're used to being, you know, in that state of flow at home. And then we go and we, so we're socializing and it's like, you're shaking hands. You got this person, that person, you're trying to remember this guy's name and it's just, it's exhausting. And some people do really well that are in network marketing and things like that. You know, they're good at that environment. Oh yeah. But, you know, that's where they thrive. And then, you know, when they have to come do what we do, you know, <laughs> a little bit more taxing for them. So I appreciate you sharing that and kind of bringing that up because I think that's important. It's not like you'd like to be in the closet, never come out and talk to nobody. You know, it's I think introverts get a bad rap sometimes. And some of the best oh. introverts are powerful speakers. Oh yeah. So when you oh, their yeah. mouth opens up, I mean it's it's like an explosion just went off. So 
but yeah very cool this week i want to share with you a review from te corner he says kirby is a true leader and life influencer he is on a mission to redefine leadership and success not only does he focus on success in the form of goals and accolades but he brings to the surface the real value and positive influence people can bring to the workplace and world. Great show. Thank you, Kirby. Hey, everyone. Positive reviews from awesome customers like you help others to feel confident about choosing the True Success Podcast, too. Could you just take 60 seconds and go and make a review and share your happy experiences? We will forever be grateful and thank you in advance for helping us out. And maybe we'll read your review on a future episode. So you also, you talked about libraries, right? So, you know, I think that's an interesting, you know, take um, an interesting perspective. Um, so, so what's the future of libraries in the 21st century? Yeah, the future of libraries in the 21st century is being basically a community hub for the communities that they serve. Because I know in particular, especially in the, uh, Baltimore area during the pandemic we of course had to pivot like everybody else yeah. and even though people couldn't be in the building the building was still useful because the Wi-Fi was extended to reach the entire parking lot so that way folks can drive on in and if they mm. have their laptops or technology they can use the Wi-Fi and a couple of years before the pandemic we had about a good two to three hundred Google Chromebooks that folks can check out and use to do word processing and regular web surfing and things like that and right before the pandemic started, we had about a good 50 hotspots that eventually now expanded to about a good three to 400, excuse me, because we noticed that even though books are great, we still love books. Like we still have to serve and get with the times because a lot of people like Wi-Fi became a necessity for a lot of folks in the U.S. of A. to do their work, to get on Zoom calls, to connect with people and do the work, Heck, even with school work too, especially in the earlier days folks had no idea what they were doing so they're really going to be filled with gold continuously heck even now that mm -hmm. we're in this era it's just having a space for people a collaborative co-working space because a lot of people they don't really want to be home but they still need that space to hold meetings gatherings and mm -hmm. things like that heck, even have that deep thinking and that deep thought because sometimes you get more done when you're not at home <laughs> as opposed to yeah. folks who are at home. Because at home, you got a bunch of distractions if you allow them to be like a TV. Heck, even with me, got a gaming system, a few of them. So that can be distractions if I allow them to be. And sometimes my place of productivity can be in a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. So even though we may not have all the coffee, depending on the library, it's really all about serving. Oh, heck, even another thing I needed to mention about that is that we also became drop-off points about a good at least in the baltimore county area there's at least about a good nine out of the 19 that became points where parents can get free meals for their kids because a lot of kids in the communities like mm -hmm. their only meal was during school at lunchtime so multiple ways just using those resources and branching out and pivoting that's really where libraries are going like continuing to yeah. be for the democratization of information and helping people to at least get through their days, whether it's through entertainment or information. 
I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you also mentioned, you know, it's a place where people could come get a, a child a meal. I know that's been a struggle, you know, and that's extra, extremely important to me um, working with, you know, the follows community um, here in, in my local area. So, uh, you know, a lot of those kids are being raised by single moms and, or even single dads, you know, and they just, they don't know when their next meal's coming in when they're not in school, you know, they're not getting that one meal and, they may miss a meal from Friday night through, you know, Monday, maybe for their first meal they get, you know, when they go back to school. Um, and so they may only be getting those two meals a day, that breakfast and that lunch. So, uh, yeah, extremely powerful, man. And I appreciate you sharing that with me and, you know, how they're transforming. I, you know, I love libraries. Um, I go in and I walk out with a stack of books. <laughs> yeah. And, and I have fond appreciation, right. You know, cause when I, first started out in my self-help self-growth journey um you know i couldn't you know afford all those books and so i could go to the library and check them out and i found gems and nuggets and uh you know you you know between the algorithms right they're going to tell you what you should read next or show you or here's the best sellers <laughs> some of those yep. books weren't any good uh, i remember going by an education center i was in there going to a toastmasters meeting one time of all places and uh you know, I was swinging by and I guess they had a bunch, they had a, kind of, kind of like a, um, uh, a library within, right. To do, it's like more of like a reference library. And so I went in there and I started picking through some of the books because they were given away. And I'm like, well, you're going to get books away. I'm going to go check it out. And uh, I found a book on General MacArthur's speeches and, yeah. uh, it's been a gem for me. I, I constantly, you know, pull it open and, and read some of his speeches and the, some of the things he said. And he's one of the great, you know, military leaders of our time or well, not maybe our time, but the previous time, you know, he was the, he was the, I would say the governor of Southeast Asia, um, after world war II, he was like a foreign governor. Um, cause that's what he did. He, he was like governing all those islands and stuff. So, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, he could have been a president if he wanted to be, but, mm -hmm. um, very powerful man. And so you can find all kinds of things. And generally, like I said, I find good stuff, you know, and then I have that physical book and just you know, go through there and wonder and see what's available. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I really do love them. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of closing in here to the end of the show. Um, and so I'm going to ask you the three same questions. I generally ask everyone else just to kind of gauge and see, you know, where you're at and where you're going and how your journey might be different than the next person. So um so let me ask you this like what you know where do you think you'll be at you know about 10 or 20 years from now yeah 10 or 20 years from now man <laughs> i won't yeah. be having a midlife crisis i can say that much i'll be freaking 40 <laughs> i'll be freaking 40 in 10 years which is still kind of surreal saying that because yeah. it's like oh wow 40 <laughs> not old but still yeah. it's like ugh. 40s you know hey boy told you the 40s the new 30 i mean it Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Like heck, even I sometimes jokingly say I'm gonna be the old man in the club, flirting with the young ladies just for laughs and giggles. Be like, hey, shawty, these some Jordan ass jeans. Like, no, I ain't gonna do that. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that's no. I'm not gonna do that. But definitely gonna be young at heart still. Yeah, cool. And definitely gonna be young at heart. Published at least three more books. Full time entrepreneur, doing what I'm doing now at a higher level with the. Probably definitely with a bigger team, especially definitely. So, full time entrepreneur, definitely married, probably with the at least a son or daughter, one of the two. It definitely so, definitely by 40, 
full-time entrepreneur doing what i'm doing at a higher level more books out more people helped and yeah and i, and I would have done my whole 1000 authors interviewed by then too so yeah, yeah it'll be definitely done by then yep very cool very cool thanks for sharing that you know um i always love to see the kind of trajectory that people are casting for themselves so that's why i asked that question you know what it's not so much the destination but the direction you know you know where your life's taking you so um so you know you've had a lot of success in your life already i mean obviously an author by 23 a podcaster by 25 you know you're probably doing things that a lot of folks just aren't doing at their stage in life so how do you define true success so if you you kind of get away from all that extrinsic stuff and the numbers and everything else you know um how do you define that uh true success is self-mastery and the thing is, a master was always once a disaster, and masters know that they have to always remember the basics. It's kind of like a black belt martial artist who mm -hmm. is just really a white belt that never gave up. And true success requires you to have it as your duty, obligation, and responsibility to never give up on yourself and always get better and not butter. So mm -hmm. success, true success is self-mastery. Yeah, I like that. And there's a quote that you mentioned often from Bruce Lee. Um, I've heard it before, but I, I thought you did a really good job of, of talking about that. And a man that practices what 10,000 kicks it is versus the man that practices the one kick 10,000 times. So uh, I thought that was that was a great pickup. Um, also, you know, one person I wanted to mention too, um, while we're here, uh, you, you actually mentioned a lot too is George's St. Pierre. So it sounds oh, like you're yeah. a uh, you're a fan of uh, mixed martial arts and the U U UFC. So I will tell you, um, I think this is kind of an interesting uh, perspective or point. Um, uh, George Saint Pierre and Matt Hughes were pretty much rivals and enemies, you know, for for years, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I actually grew up in Hillsboro, Illinois, where Matt Hughes went to high school. Um, oh, wow. He would come back from college when I was um, wrestling with Hillsborough High School and beat the living crap out of us. Um, <laughs> um, you'd be sitting there, you'd be doing your wrestling thing, you have your stance, and he would just, he would wait for your feet to move and he would know when you were off balance and he would just slap you. And then you would just like fall over. It would, that, I mean, <laughs> that's as high caliber as he was. And he was in college, you know, he, I think he was like a two-time, you know, national champ, you know. I think three or four time high school champion. Um, and then he went on the UFC to do the great things there. And, you know, it looks like he's doing extremely well after he got hit by that train um, mm -hmm. and has come back from that. Uh, just amazing guy with an amazing journey. But uh, I know him and George St. Pierre uh, traded a few words, you know, and, and some blows. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, so I just wanted to mention that um, so last question, you know, um, how are you going to create a ripple effect? So what I mean by that is, is if if you can cast a stone in the water and in that stone, when it hits, it creates this ripple effect that resonates out. Right. Um, it has an impact. Right. The water hits the shore. It erodes the shore away. It changes, you know, the landscape a little bit. You know, what's that? What's that going to be like for you? What is that? What is that impact or that ripple going to be? Ah, the ripple effect is going to be freaking powerful indeed. It's going to be skipping like all the freaking woodland creatures in the forest. That's right. It's going to be skipping. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing that a, 
I'm sure a lot of folks have heard every now and then is never forget where you came from. And that's my plan is to always be grateful for the folks that have helped me out and to never forget them and always return the favor. So like heck, even in the book, that's why I mentioned my home church, the Montmara Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, in the city area, because my first ever book signing, they supported me and I got a lot of my yeah. foundations there. So name of the game is to. As I'm going forward, to never forget those who've helped me to keep going forward, because to be honest, <laughs> I guess it's kind of like the phrase for this episode is that at the end of the day, we're all better together. So no matter what I'm doing, definitely going to remember those who've helped me along the way and helping those continue to help themselves, too, because that's the other thing, too. Definitely want to help people mm-hmm. help themselves, because I want folks to be self-sufficient. I don't want to be <laughs> the folks to go to me all the time. Yeah. That's like true leadership right yep. there when folks don't yeah, need sure. you after you influence them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've always knew that those were the greatest leaders is the ones who had that one impactful moment, and then I never saw them again. Um, they just kind of op- opened a door or, you know, set something on fire for you. So, uh, those are always great moments. Well, I appreciate your time today. You know, last but not least, you know, I want to give the floor back to you. If there's anything that you've not said that you wanted to say, or, you know, anything that, you know, came up earlier and we went off on a rabbit hole and you wanted to come back to, <laughs> Oh, man, like, thanks a bunch, man. Like, never hesitate to show gratitude. So thank you, Kirby, man, for being patient with me, too, because I know <laughs> my man reached out months ago, and then, I wa- like, the thing is, with every podcast, I'm on, I want to make time yeah. to actually listen to a couple episodes before I agree to anything. And one of the questions was, why do you think you should be on the podcast? I'm like, all right, let me make sure I listen to some, a couple episodes, get a feel for the host, then really? finish the thing. And then a bunch of squirrels appeared, and then you have reached yeah. back to me a couple of times. I finally got on there, man. Yeah. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you for the person that's listening. And always remember, my friends, advance others to advance yourself. And head over to DonBraven.com if you want to learn more. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. You know, when life happens, you know, things get in the way and, you know, we have to, we just have to acknowledge that, you know, and not hold it against folks because everybody has something going on and we just don't know what day is going to be their bad day. So, Hey, tell us how we can find you, whether it be, you know, connecting with you as a speaker or listening to your podcast or purchasing one of your books or anything else that you might do, you know, how, how can we get in touch with you? Ah, sure thing. So I do have a couple websites, but DonBrightMcGee.com is probably the best one indeed because there's a contact page. If you want to also e- reach me out via email, you can reach out to me via Dom at DonBrightman.com. Also, shoot me an email there. Just head over to the site, DonBrightman.com, and subscribe to the Going North podcast as well, especially when my man Kirby drops that hot fire in the future with his first ever book in the business of immortality, baby. It's going to be hot fire, baby. We're going to have him on the show. going to return the favor. It's going to be amazing. Uh, thank you very much, Don. I appreciate it. And hey, folks, this is me and Don Brighton, and I'm Kirby Engelson. We'll see you next time. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes, download a copy of the transcript, and smash that subscribe button. Leave a comment or review on your favorite podcast platform. Now go out and carry this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Honor your service to others and love the impact that you 
are creating. You've been listening to the True Success Podcast. I'll see you next time.